And so like all of these things that we try to give up, like even in Lent or whatever, if it's for me and my pride, like my ego, then like it's not going to work right. because poverty without, without the Lord's providence doesn't make any sense. So people of Christ in the city, people of every, everywhere around the world, this is David Christopher Pacheco. Hi, my name is Kimmy. My name is Arthur Ortiz. Been in Denver since 1973. Okay, so let's just talk in circles for a little bit. <laughs> talk in circles. Yeah. Just shoot the breeze a little yeah. bit. Now they see beyond what I look like. They see what my actions are and say, hey, that is a good person. A lot of people say home is home is where the heart is, but my heart's in many places. It's just I don't know where home is. Welcome back to Homeless But Human. Here with you again is Blake. Here with you again is Shayla. And we have our special guest, Brad. hey That is exactly what we expected from you, Brad. He is a second-year missionary with us this year at Christ in the City. And boy, you've had quite a journey to Christ in the City and to still be here. So, Brad, where are you from and why did you originally decide to come to Christ in the City? Yeah. Well, I'm from St. Louis, Missouri, the Lou. Let's go. go. Lou. Mm-hmm. St. Els is what uh, I call it. Yeah, well, I don't know why she does that either, but <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, from St. Louis, I went to the University of Kansas for two years. Rock chalk, baby. Um, I grew up Catholic, was kind of involved with my faith for yeah. a while, like growing up in high school, kind of off and on. But I went to college and I was kind of like done with my faith almost. Yeah. I was like, I don't really want to be a part of it. I tried it for a while and... It just wasn't like fulfilling because I wasn't all in on it. I lived kind of like a party lifestyle and went to youth group and church and stuff like that. And so when I went to college, I was kind of like, well, that wasn't really fulfilling. So let's just go all in on the party mode and see what happens. Yeah. And after like three months, I was miserable. So then I ended up coming back to the Catholic Center. I got introduced to Focus there, went to a Bible study and stuff. And then my I was at college for two years and those two years were kind of marked by kind of the same thing mm-hmm. going back and forth between like party life and then coming to mass and mm-hmm. living for Jesus. And eventually I was done with, done with the partying. I kind of realized that if I wanted to actually live out my faith in a way that our faith requires that I needed to give everything to Jesus. Mm-hmm. So I tried to live virtuously. I was in a fraternity and that was nearly impossible to live virtuously while in a fraternity of 90 guys that didn't believe in Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, so my focus, focus missionary introduced Christ in the city to me and was like, hey, you should do this for the summer. And I looked into it, and I, the main reason I decided to do it was because living in a different city, working with the homeless, living with a bunch of Catholic young adults seems so uncomfortable to where, like... Hmm. Something if, good has if, to come if, from it, right? If it, if it was, like, if Jesus was real... And, like, my faith was worth, like, living all all in on, then, like, the summer would just work out. Yeah. <laughs> like, it yeah. would actually be good. Radical. Um, yeah. And it was. I'm still here, so. I, <laughs> yes, right? Still here. Two years later. Well, a yeah. year and a half later. You're in his second full year as a In that forward. summer, there was a group of three guys, Brad... And two of our missionaries in Philadelphia right now, Clay and Reed, and you guys. And Chaz. And Chaz. Oh, and Chaz. Yes. And you guys had a group of all four coming in, and you all ended up staying at Christ in the City. Were you expecting to find friends that quickly that summer, or those that you could relate to? No. I I honestly had no idea what to expect, but 
I remember one of the first days I got here, we were like in prayer or something. And I was like, man, all these people are just, they just grew up Catholic. They, I don't really know if they even believe any of this. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't really know what to expect. But then as the summer went along, I just found friendships that I had never even really had before, to be honest, built like the foundation was the Lord and like service and like loving each other. And mm. yeah, it was beautiful. The men's community was like th- that summer, the Lord was working. There was, he really was two seminarians. There was Clay Reed and I all stayed. There was another two more guys that joined religious orders. Like the Lord was working. There. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. It was what a summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was wild. It really was. It was a wild time yeah. and so grateful, grateful you're here. And then we, we got to ask, because Brad, you came back for a second year too. Yeah. What what was different there? Like, how'd you, why'd you come back? <laughs> well, the so the reason I stayed for the year originally was because it was so transformative and I built these relationships that were so fruitful and good for me Yeah, that I just like knew I couldn't go back to the way I was living. I couldn't go back to the fraternity. I didn't want to. I knew the Lord didn't want me to because I was being so loved here. Mm. And then last year, my first year of service was kind of just like filled with suffering and difficulties, being humbled a lot, being shown my own brokenness, my own weakness. But in that, I still had those relationships. And I had Clay and I had Reed, I had Chaz. I had all of the other missionaries that I got so close with. Yeah. And... Yeah, I just continuously felt called to be here, even in the midst of the suffering. And I knew that the pain was like worth it because of how much I'd been blessed at Christ in the city. And if he wanted me to remain here, then it would only make sense for me too, because he's given me a life that I never thought was possible through Christ in the city. Yeah. And you're thriving this year. Yeah. Yeah. It's been <laughs> best months of my life. Oh, man. Just like loving it so much. Just like feeling in a place where after having these relationships that helped me grow so much and, and learn who I am and yeah, grow closer to the Lord. Now I feel free to like live out of, out of that identity of son of God. And just to be able to give myself to the community, give myself to the homeless and like not need as much in return because I've been given so much. Yeah. You're overflowing. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I guess that's what it is. Yeah. Wow. You're overflowing. It's, it's a beautiful thing to watch wow. this year, Brad. Thank you. I've always heard that, but I didn't yeah, know yeah, possible. you're doing it. You're doing it. Wow. He's like, wow, I need to, I need to pray Praise with that. God. Yeah. Praise God. Whoa. So good, Brad. Well, so we brought Brad on here today because actually a couple of podcasts ago, we hosted Stephanie for a Simplicity Check podcast. And so what we're going to try and do periodically here is um, host a missionary on on the podcast to talk about a simplicity check. And so we do these simplicity checks on our social media. And basically we have our missionaries who are are experiencing this mission every single day, write these sort of ways that we can live a more simpler life. And so they, they give a sort of simplicity check and it's all about a reflection on a specific way to maybe live more simply and Brad wrote a really beautiful one. So we wanted to have him on here to kind of read it off and then we can talk about it and pick his brain about the simplicity check just for our listeners who are also probably curious about it. Brad, take it away. Thank you. The heart of simple living for me has become my attunement to the present moment. The idea of living simply has been something that I never quite understood. I always tried to live simply by changing things in my life. I needed to eat less, have less clothes, or give up any number of things. Then I quickly realized that all of these things are only good 
if giving them up opens me up to the Lord. The real heart of simplicity is found in being present to him. Finding simplicity in the present moment has become much easier living in community. My brothers in our community love me and pay attention to me. They want to hear about me and be present to me, and I want to be present to them. They have shown me a taste of how Jesus wants to love me. He wants to love me in every single present moment of my life. Through my brothers here at Christ in the City, I have seen the simple love that Jesus offers each moment. Through this reality, I have learned what it means to live simply. Each moment, Jesus is calling me to be present to him, to offer fully my heart to him and receive his love, and to live simply in his love and providence. In these moments, he has also shown me how to be more present to him throughout the day in tangible ways. One of these has been getting rid of my smartphone because I felt called by the Lord to be more attentive to people and him in the mundane moments of everyday life. This has been a difficult detachment that has only worked because of reliance on the Lord to provide for me in moments of boredom. The simplicity of life without the convenience of a smartphone has allowed me to be more present to my community and Jesus. Period. Boom, there it is. Thanks, Brad. You're welcome. What, what originally inspired this reflection? Yeah, so the present moment has been like a, a theme for me a lot this, this year, especially, and last year, growing in awareness of the present moment and of God's presence mm-hmm. um, yeah. in each moment. And like that has been because there are so many, I guess, realizing how little I actually live in the present moment, how I'm always distracted thinking about the future, what's going to be coming next or thinking about my past and my brokenness and all these things. When in reality, the Lord wants me to live in the present moment with him and mm-hmm. be here with him. Uh, that's yeah. why he's called here, called me here um, to be here. And I found so much last year of me wanting to break away from our intense schedule we have or not be present in prayer because I have this, this, and the other thing going on this afternoon. All these things where um, it would only make sense for him to call me here in this moment if he wants me to be fully here with him, mm. regardless of what else is going on around me. So I've been praying a lot about that, looking into different ways to be more present and aware of him in the, in the everyday moments. And that's kind of what, what prompted that is because it's been kind of the theme of, of the past few months for me. Yeah, and one of the practicals was the smartphone, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Getting rid of these screens that we always have in front of our faces just so everyone knows, Brad often gets gets some some heat and made fun of for having a flip phone. But really, it's it's one of like the great joys of community is watching <laughs> him flip that thing open and close it. The click of it is is awesome. But yeah, is is that kind of like what what would you say is like the challenge or the the check? I guess that you would want our listeners today to take away from your reflection because obviously not everyone can can or will get rid of their smartphone. But what's the check? Yeah. Well, the smartphone, that was something that I was praying about, thinking about for a year. Maybe yeah, more you than you that. talked about that for a long time. I, you did. <laughs> I did. But it was always about me. It was about me looking more radical or me being the guy that, that deleted social media. Yeah. Me, I'm the one that like is different. Yeah. Um, and I talked about that for a while. And I like it was because I was like struggling within myself. Like I was struggling with being present to people and like all these things. And I like, it was good intention, but it was like, I like, I wanted the spotlight in it and I didn't like bring it to prayer or anything. And when I did bring it to prayer, it was like a lot of pride there. (laughs) So I would say like the, the, the check, if you will, or, or the challenge is bringing 
all of these things to prayer, like bringing them to the Lord and like kind of allowing him to humble, humble you. Or hmm. Like I, like he humbled me a lot. Yeah. Um, just like kind of showing me like all of the pride in that. And then eventually there was a point when there was actually real reasons for me to give it up. And like I was available to, like he showed me that yeah. he would provide if I give it up, but that's only because he prompted it. And so like all of these things that we try to give up, like even in Lent or whatever, if it's for me and my pride, like my ego, then like, it's not going to work right. because poverty without without the Lord's providence doesn't make any sense. So I like that a lot, Brad. Brad, tell us, because I'm, I'm very curious to hear from your perspective, what would Brad from three years ago have said about this Brad now and like how much you have been affected by community? Well, the first thing is he'd think I'm crazy for getting <laughs> on my smartphone and <laughs> <laughs> deleting all social media because I was big into getting Instagram followers and all yeah. that. Sure, and sure. I would always boast about having like 1,200 followers on Instagram for who knows why. I don't yeah. Know. Hey, hey, it's it's what we do, you know. Yeah. We we get sucked into that. It's consuming. It's consuming, yeah. yeah. It's very consuming. Yeah, and even like in high school, struggling with that of, of cl- kind of playing the popularity game, always trying to like have the most friends and be the most popular. Yeah. I thought that was what would make me happy. Mm-hmm. And in college, like I didn't have a lot of friends. So I joined a fraternity my sophomore year because I wanted to meet more people and be more popular and uh, just have more access to whatever the world had to offer. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think even just seeing where I am now, like, I don't know. I don't know what I would have said. Like, I don't know what three years ago Brad would say, but I would think that in the midst of all of that, I would say, like three years ago, all of that struggle with like popularity and everything, I knew that there was something missing. There was something deeply broken in me. And mm. There was something that I was longing for. I figured it was in popularity and all of yeah. that. And it, it always came up short. So I, my inclination is that three years ago, Brad would be very, very happy with where I am. Mm. Would I be love very that. shocked with how I got there and <laughs> yeah. what I'm doing. But, yeah. But uh, where I am now is where I always wanted to be. It was just a different method. And Completely different path. path. So Brad, you've talked a lot about how this has impacted your life in community, but I know it's impacted your work on the streets as well. So how has this, you know, understanding of the present moment, the, the being fully engaged in the moment, how's that helped you on the streets or what has happened on the streets because of this? I think, I think I just like to start very practically, like being attuned to the present moment has just like. I mean, it's allowed me to be present to my friends in a way that just I never even imagined. I was always very nervous about like how many people we were going to see yeah. in, in a given street walk or like if we were going to see this person or this person. And it was always kind of like we'd be talking to someone and I'd be like, oh, who am I going to see next? Like, I want to see this person or maybe we should see this person or I have a coat to give out. I want to give this coat to someone huh. who's really cold. Yeah. All these different things. But now this like attunement to being in the present moment, like. There's no one greater to see in any moment than the person that the Lord has put in front of me because he's put that person in front of me right now for a reason. Yeah. Um, And so there's no reason for me in my human existence to try to like solve the problem of who I should find. The Mm. Lord has already provided them for me. And so it's allowed me to just sit in that. And sometimes it's like really like a pride check. It's really humbling, but yeah, because I might not be in a conversation I'm really enjoying or it doesn't seem like very fruitful, but the Lord has given us those moments for a reason and it's allowed me to just enter into that and, and see him more in the person as Ooh. well. 
I love that, Brad. I was going to say like that, if, what if the world, if everyone in the world lived that way, you know, just being present with that person in front yeah, of you. I love that. You're like just getting your pride checked a little bit being like, <laughs> yeah. well, you could blow through three conversations, yeah. not even pay attention to the person in front of you. Cause you're up in your head. Yeah. yeah. There was literally one time when I had like the same sweater for like a month. And I was huh. trying to give it out for so long. You're kidding and me. And I was just never getting an opportunity. And I was like, people like making jokes. like, Brad, that's just your sweater now. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it kind of is. I haven't yeah. given it out at all. I'm but, keep it. Yeah, but yeah. It's just how I, it but you were prepared. And then when the opportunity presented itself, you did it. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is, is that's such a good message, even for, I would say, especially for young adults too, because it seems like that was very much maybe your, your way, Brad, before you, came to Christ in the city. I know it's like, I fall into that way all the time too, of just like, okay, what's the next thing? Like, where, where are we going next? Or who's, who's the next person I'm going to see? Like, all right, what do I have planned for next week? Like always just planning, planning, planning. And like, where am I going to see the most people or where am I going to, I don't know, have the most fun, whatever it might be. Just like, we can so often get caught up in the, like, what's next, what's next, what's next that we just forget about what's here and what's oh, yeah. now. I would love to hear more about like your thoughts on, especially the, your brothers that you have here and how they keep bringing you back to the present. Yeah. I mean, th- this place where we all live together, we do literally everything together. It's there's constantly practice to be present to people Yeah, because <laughs> there's always people around. And I just remember last year, especially when I was really s- suffering a lot, like it's just been beautiful to see my brothers like, putting aside what they have going on or their different things and coming and seeking me out. Your year is going to come to an end. Wah, wah, sad, <sighs> Bummer. you know, and you're going to continue to live life after Christ in the city. How do you plan to like take what you've learned here with brotherhood, with simplicity, the way of life when you leave Christ in the city? How would you want to implement that into your, your everyday life outside of Christ in the city? Maybe this can be some advice for, Anyone else listening that isn't a Christ in the city missionary? <laughs> yeah, I think I had, I got to like have a little glimpse in, into it when I went home for Thanksgiving break, just like seeing friends from home, being with family, um, seeing how like it, it, it is just applicable all the time of like being in the present moment with people, just being in, and sitting with my friends and like asking them questions and seeing how they're doing. Hmm. Intentional. Yeah. Like being present intentionally with them. Yeah. Like, and little things like that. And ultimately, like, the thing, I think the thing that is going to allow me to do that the most is just continued prayer life. Like, continuing that walk with the Lord. Like, it's not possible without Him. Mm. None of it really makes sense, like, that present moment without Him. So, just, like, taking that and realizing that, like, my my whole mission on this earth is to be His and to allow Him to love me. And the only way I can do that is being present to Him in every moment. So allowing him to love me wherever I am and allowing that love to convince me and then flow out from me to whoever is in front of me. Love it. Brad, that is so good. This being present in the moment, not dwelling on the past or looking forward to the future, but just being, right? being present. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Thanks, Brad. You're the best. This has been one of the more fun podcasts. Yeah, we love, we love every time we get to chat with Brad. All right, everyone, thank you so much for listening to this episode. We pray for your presence in this day, in this moment as you go forward. Thank you all for all that tuned in today. We hope that... 
Brad's words can offer you a little bit of encouragement to live a little bit more simply. We'll see you guys in a couple of weeks. God bless. God bless. Bye. Mother Teresa, one of our patrons, would say, if I look at the masses, I will not act. If I look at the one, I will. Because of these one-on-one encounters, because of people like you stepping out of your comfort zone, this mission is spreading. This mission is making its way into parishes, schools, seminaries, and communities nationwide. We have families making care kits for the homeless, college students coming on week-long mission trips and then going back on fire to serve the poor in their cities, seminarians and small groups across the country doing Christ-in-the-city-style street ministry. This mission is becoming a national and worldwide endeavor, and we're so happy you're here. For even more in-depth Christ in the City training, videos, and interviews with the homeless, we invite you to join our known and loved monthly giving community. This is one of the most impactful ways you can join us in this mission. Visit ChristInTheCity.org and make a monthly gift today to join our known and loved community and receive a special Christ in the City gift. Imagine with me for a moment if every homeless person had one friend who cared about them. What a difference that would make in the world. And what if that one friend is you? You can listen to this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, podcast platforms. And do us a favor and go hit subscribe and leave us a review. God bless you.